The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Here are the stories we're following today. Officials in Qatar say that a short truce in the war between Israel and Hamas will begin on Friday morning. Let's get to Doug Krisner in New York with Global News. Doug? Brian, at the beginning of this truce, is it actually a day later than initially expected? Hamas is set to free 50 hostages while Israel intends to release 150 jailed Palestinians. All 200 will be women and children. Now, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was saying he's still confident on freeing all of the roughly 240 people abducted by Hamas last month. Bloomberg's owner, Ant, says the possibility of releasing more prisoners is already part of the agreement. That idea has already been built into the to the current truce agreement. Yep. So if, uh, after the release of 50 uh, Israeli uh, hostages, Hamas uh, decides to release or agrees to releasing more, for, uh, for 10 hostages, it gets another day of extension to the truce. So that idea is also already there. And obviously, it was one of the uh, main uh, 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 driving forces when Qatar and others mediated the steel. At that is Bloomberg's owner, Ant. We go to the Netherlands, where politics is uh, shifting to the far right. Populist Gert Wilders won a huge election victory. Now he is in line to lead talks in the formation of a coalition government and the possibility of becoming the next prime minister. Wilders has championed policies against immigration and Islam. Meantime, the most valuable company in the Netherlands, ASML, is calling for a reliable government and a consistent long-term policy to ensure an attractive business climate. ASML said the availability of Dutch talent is not sufficient to meet current demand and any restrictions on the amount of knowledge workers or international students relative or relevant, I should say, for the tech industry is undesirable. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is being accused of sexually assaulting a woman back in 1993. A legal summons filed Wednesday is listing the defendants as Adams, the NYPD's Transit Bureau, and the department's Guardians Association. Adams was a police captain when the alleged assault took place. Speaking to reporters earlier today, the mayor said he's never met the woman who made the claim. It's uh, absolutely not true. Uh, you know, I would, I, would, I would never do anything to harm uh, anyone. My career speaks for itself. And uh, just really uh, something absolutely that that has never happened. That is a New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Now, the summons was filed under the New York Adult Survivors Act. If temporarily suspended the statute of limitations for sexual assault cases. Now, the accusation does come during the FBI's investigation into the mayor's 2021 campaign financing. The World Health Organization is asking China for detailed information about a surge in respiratory illnesses among children, including pneumonia. 
Top pediatric medical centers across China are being overwhelmed with patients. The resurgence comes as China heads into its first winter after easing COVID restrictions. And it appears children have been particularly hard hit. Global News, 24 hours a day and whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. I'm Doug Krisner in New York. Brian Curtis and Paul Allen. Let's take a look at some of the top business stories now of the hour. Barclays is said to be planning $1.3 billion in cost cutting over the next several years. Bloomberg Sarah Livesey has details. Reuters reports as many as 2,000 jobs are on the line. That's about 2% of the bank's workforce. Any job cuts are expected to come from Barclays Execution Services, the unit that encompasses the group's back office. However, the lender could prioritize layoffs in other areas as well. Barclays said it will provide an update alongside full-year results in February. The bank's latest quarterly results were disappointing, prompting a slide in its stock price. So far this year, Barclays shares are down 11.5%. In New York, I'm Sarah Livesey, Bloomberg Radio. Germany will suspend a constitutional limit on net new borrowing for a fourth consecutive year. This comes after Chancellor Olaf Scholz's government was forced into a radical budget overhaul by a ruling last week from the nation's top court. We've got more from Bloomberg's Zoe Schneeweiss. Christian Lindner, the finance minister, is a fiscal hawk, and he had said in 2023, we're going back to the debt break. Now, um, that all would have been fine if it hadn't been that the way Germany was spending that money was in a way that was outside of the normal budget. That constitutional court decision last week said that is not okay, that you can't function like this. It's unconstitutional. So uh, that means that they've spent all this money for 2023, and it's late November. At this stage, you can't get that money back in any other way. It's Bloomberg's Zoe Schneeweiss there. The emergency move to lift the so-called debt break will be part of a revised 2023 budget that will be presented next week. Brian. Well, Chinese regulators are eyeing unprecedented aid to developers to ease the property crisis. Bloomberg's David Inglis has more from Hong Kong. We hear China may allow banks to offer unsecured short-term loans to qualified developers for the first time. These so-called working capital loans would offer funds for day-to-day operations. The loans are different from other types of debt that require land or assets as collateral. Earlier, we reported that authorities are finalizing this list of developers eligible for that aid. Sources say the list includes Country Garden and Sino Ocean Group. Country Garden shares jumped 24% yesterday on word that it was included in that list. In Hong Kong, I'm David Inglis, Bloomberg Radio. OpenAI reinstated CEO Sam Altman this week after hundreds of workers threatened to quit over the chat GPT creator's ouster. The move highlights just how much leverage the tech industry's most valued workers hold right now. With more on just how much they're valued, here's Bloomberg's Charlie Pallet. The most common salary range for an engineering job listed on OpenAI's website is between $200,000 and $370,000. And Roger Lee, co-founder of compensation benchmarking firm Comprehensive.io, says a handful of more specialized roles advertise ranges between $300,000 and $450,000. And according to Levels.fyi, salary ranges do not include bonuses or stock awards, which can bring an annual salary of $300,000 closer to $800,000 in total compensation. In New York, Charlie Pellet, Bloomberg Radio. Well, we've reached the unofficial start of the holiday shopping season. Bloomberg's Nancy Lyons has a preview of what we can expect on the retail front. 
The National Retail Federation expects holiday spending in November and December to grow 3 to 4 percent compared to the same time last year. J.C. Penney CEO Mark Rosen says consumers are spending more, but they're doing it wisely. I think what you are going to see is that consumers are much more focused on value than they've ever been before, and we're seeing that in shopping behavior this year. J.C. Penney CEO Mark Rosen speaking on Bloomberg Television. The National Retail Federation estimates a record 182 million people plan to shop in-store and online from Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday. I'm Nancy Lyons, Bloomberg Radio. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than a destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's dedication. It's fortitude. And it's the work, passion, and grit inside of us that comes before all recognition. That's what Stiefel has been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest-growing wealth management firms in the country. And Stiefel goes beyond traditional wealth management to offer you a full suite of banking services, direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises, and a leading middle market investment bank. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel has built a company and culture unlike any firm on Wall Street. Because success is the drive it takes to keep pushing. It's the passion to keep investing. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Find a financial advisor at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Joining us live on the show is Barbara Ann Bernard, founder and CIO of Wincrest Capital. For a look at markets, happy Thanksgiving. Barbara Ann, thanks uh, for joining us. Well, we have a number of stories, as you probably heard there, uh, across the terminal uh, this morning, looking at, at central banks, particularly in Asia, looking at uh, starting to cut interest rates next year. Will the Fed join that party in the first half? Well, it's certainly what the markets are pricing in, right? And uh you know, the, the U.S. market is pretty euphoric right now in anticipation of that. And I would just like to caution that if central banks are cutting rates, it's because inflation has fallen. And that's because demand has. And that also means unemployment goes up, um, which hurts corporate profitability. So being giddy that we're getting lower rates and being and forgetting to be mindful of lower earnings is seems um, it seems a bit foolhardy to me. And so I think I see um, I want to be cautious here and and not join the momentum trade. Wow! Does that mean bad news actually means bad news? I think you have lower growth globally, right? And that's the whole point of raising rates was exactly that. And and you're seeing it come through in earnings. Um, you know, they're long and variable lags. You look at a company like Deer, who reported this week, and that's a stock that's down this year, and they cited a weaker outlook on the back of lower crop prices, right? And higher interest rates impacting demand for tractors. Um, and, and that's what you would expect out of this environment. And so if... The lags when we raised rates were long and variable. They will be when we cut rates too. So I think you know, it, getting overly excited too soon, and uh, and assuming that we'll just land this plane perfectly um, is really giving the Fed a lot of credit. 
You mentioned a little bit of euphoria in equity markets. Uh, If you look back over two years, though, the S&P 500 and really most stocks in the S&P 500 are actually lower than where they were at the end of 2021. Uh, So the euphoria, I suppose, is just here of late, but not necessarily uh, if you take it back during that entire period. I think it's an excellent point. You are absolutely right. Since uh, the the index is no higher than it was at the end of 2021, it's been within this range of 3,500 to 4,800, and it's been a trader's market as opposed to a long-term value investor's market, right, where you buy a compounder. And um, and what's done well is the mega caps. So an equally weighted index, you know, has not done anywhere near as well as 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 the uh, you know S and P five hundred the more concentrated indices this year, and that's a function that you're seeing globally. Uh, small caps are trading at a discount to large caps, and the U S small caps trade for eight point one times EV to EBITDA, whereas large caps are at thirteen point six times. In Europe, similar eight versus eleven. Japan, six point eight versus ten. So what's happening is these big companies and these big indices keep getting bigger, and where you're finding more value is in these smaller cap companies that get forgotten and and orphaned, if you will. But then you have to ask, if what drives valuation these days is fund flows, what finds them? So it's a super tricky time. Uh, At the same time, though, we do have really high rates. Is it just appealing to stay in cash and fixed income? Um, Against formidable headwinds, that's never a bad idea, right? I would have some cash here. I, I like a 5% risk-free rate. Um, I also like private credit where I can you know, develop infrastructure projects with 20-year PPAs where I don't have to worry about growth rates and interest rates next year. <laughs> and so I think people are getting creative. And you know, if you want the index, great, buy it. But if you want alpha, um, you're going to have to do something different. And that's either you know, fallen angel stocks or creating alpha via private credit in, in my personal yeah, experience. Pri- private credit, um, by its very nature, obviously, is, is, is private. It's more difficult to access, I suppose, for the average investor. Can you give them yes. a couple of ways to play that? Well, in my case, I went and took a stake in a project developer um, so that I could develop my own projects. And um, w- what I like about this is I have more control over the outcome. Um, and it's a really interesting arbitrage right now because you're talking about a higher rate environment. And you know the other thing that's emblematic of this time right now is people are saying it's really hard to raise equity. It's not if you have a project that's in demand. If you have um, a green hydrogen project that is a double-digit IRR for an investor, there are tons of large infrastructure funds who have raised capital looking for projects like that. And equally on the debt side, and these projects carry up to 80% debt, there are a lot of banks that have allocated funds towards green projects and they find, can't find great ones to invest in. So if you can get concessionary debt rates in a higher rate environment, that's an arbitrage that I'll take all day long. And um, and I, I just, this is, you know, you have to get creative. There's always something to do, but it, it's typically not what the rest of the market is doing. Barbara, I just uh, wanted to ask you kind of a quick follow. Um, we, we've seen M&A and IPO activity be rather moribund mm-hmm. uh, this year. Uh, do you expect yeah. opportunities coming next year? I certainly hope so. <laughs> I have a number of pre-IPO opportunities um, that have not come to market this year. And, you know, the sign of a healthy capital market is a healthy 
IPO market. And, you know, if you say markets have done so well and they've rallied, well, um, then why are all these companies afraid to come to market? Um, so I, I personally would come to market if I were them. Um, and so I am hopeful for everyone in our industry that we will see a resurgence of, of IPO activity in 2024. I noticed on your terminal today, everyone's very uh, excited about this Goose IPO. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Asia, your morning brief on the stories making news from Hong Kong to Singapore and Wall Street. Look for us on your podcast feed every day on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each day on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Brian Curtis. And I'm Doug Krisner. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.